Hey guys, here we have the Boston Three Party with uh, with myself, Cam, and TH. And um, in the past couple of days, uh, we've had Game Three and Game Four occur, and so we're just gonna give a little recap to begin. Yeah, so I'll get us started. Um, game Three and Four to me felt a lot like very similar to Game One and Two at Golden State. Celtics pulled off Game One, um, very big game. Similar laps in the third quarter like we've seen from them. I think they had a decent lead throughout the first half and into the third. And then Golden State came back and took a, a quick lead, but that quickly went away as the Celtics continued to hit shots and play well. And I think they took that game by around 16 points. And then in game four, I mean, it's kind of a similar first half. They were up most of it, I feel like. Um, and then Third quarter, again, was kind of tough, but what killed them was definitely those last four minutes. Uh, they were up four. Celtics were up four with about, I think, five minutes left or four and a half minutes left. And in that like area of time, they got outscored three to 17 by the Warriors and ended up losing by around 10 points. Uh, so now they're set to go back to Golden State, and it's tied 2-2. Uh, Tori, what were some takeaways you had from the game? Um, you know, let's just first start – talking about Andrew Riggins grabbing 16 rebounds, a career high for some reason. Um, I don't know why he decided to be a glass cleaner for game four. Um, He also dropped 17, which is like 17 and six. That's just a very interesting stat line for Andrew Riggins in the finals. But, um, you know, obviously Steph dropping 47. um, There's, I I mean, at that point as a fan, there's really not much you can do, but, um, Obviously, we were kind of we kept the game close just about the entire entirety of the time of Game Four. Um, I just obviously that quarter that that fourth quarter really was just a bad shoot, bad efficiency. Uh, I mean, Tatum went four for fifteen um, from the field, which was which is atrocious, um, in my opinion. Which well, it actually is. It's twenty six point seven percent. It's really bad. Um, you know, Jalen Brown. He, he he was he finished with twenty one. He, he, sh- he shot 47.4 from the field, which isn't, isn't terrible, but obviously won a little more from those two guys, um, but just a little tough at that point. You said, oh, why did Andrew Wiggins get 16 rebounds? And, I mean, you just said it. Jason Tatum, 8 of yeah. 23 from the field. He continues to just clank. So, and, I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, Jalen Brown didn't, didn't shoot that bad. Smart 7 of 18 for 30, basically 39% from the field. Not not horrible, but still not great. Uh, I think they just missed a ton of shots, and maybe Wiggins was in the right place at the right time. I don't know, but you know, you're, you're not seeing Wiggins get all those rebounds if the Celtics are, you know, hitting their shots and uh, being efficient. So that's kind of yeah. like what I why I think Wiggins had such a good game on the boards. But yeah, no, I mean, also like I I kind of kind of circle back to Steph Curry here. You know, I, I pull up a statistic. He made. Uh, nine contested shots in game four and the Celtics made 11 as a team. So uh, that's just, that's a ridiculous stat for me. Uh, he went nine for 14 when he was contested, which is 64% from the field. Um, he actually shot, he shot worse uncontested. He went five for 12, which is a little odd, There's, you know, but he's it is open. Steph Curry, but he's, he's too open. Yeah. It's just, I, I, you know, it's a little hard to, I guess it's a little hard to compete when you got a guy like Steph Curry performing the way he's performing right now. And he's, I would say he's in his prime. He's in the, he's in the best years of his career. He's the, he's the most grown he's going to be. He's going to be the most athletic in his career. And he's just, he's kind of taken over and I'm a little scared to, I hope he doesn't 
go for as much as he did in game four. He, he could, I mean, game five is, is going to be a very, is a toss up in my opinion on what his performance is going to be like. And as, as a fan, actually, that's very scary. Um, but, you know, to talk about the Celtics, uh, about Tatum and Brown, he'd be better. Tatum needs to take a lot smarter shots. He needs to do something. He needs to figure out how to, he needs to figure out how to score over Steph Curry. And I, I didn't think I'd have to say that. Uh, he needs to figure out how to go over the top of people. Um, he's done it before, and I just don't understand. I mean, obviously, Draymond's a great defender. They're playing him a certain way. They're going to play him physical because, obviously, Tatum's a bigger guy. He's not going to like that. You know, he's not going to like that physical play, especially in the post, especially in the high post, taking those mid, mid-range fadeaway shots. He's not making that as he usually as he usually does, you know, especially it, – it's just – it's yeah. interesting. Um, and I think that, you know, going forward, if, if the Celtics want to win, they're getting their play from their other players, in my opinion. Jalen Brown is playing very consistent. He's even – I would say even better than, Jay, or than Jason Tatum. Games one through three, uh, game four, I think. He cooled off a little bit, but you know, that was I just what do you guys think about that? I want to start us off with, with with a quick take. I don't even know if it's a hot take at this point. I, I don't think Jason Tatum's a superstar. As a Celtics fan, I don't think he is. So I don't know what, what you guys feel on that. Uh you guys can speak on that if you want. But in my opinion, after watching these finals performances, I honestly don't think Jason Tatum is a superstar. I think he's a an amazing player and he can be the number one option. But when you when you think about superstar. I think he's a star, but I don't think he's quite at the superstar level yet. If you guys want to want to talk about that, what's your opinion is on that? I agree. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. This is the time in the NBA finals on the biggest stage where you show that you're a superstar and you're able to show um, your skills on a consistent basis. And although he's put up pretty decent stats, if you look at his averages, um, you'd see about 20 something points, um, good assists, good boards, but it's the shooting percentages that are just so low that of course you're going to be putting up decent points if you're shooting that often. So looking at that and I mean, we're still in a pretty decent spot, but it's not necessarily because of Tatum. I think the team around him is carrying him a little bit. And of course that's what your teammates are for. But when you're a superstar, it's your responsibility to, put the team on your shoulders a little bit like what Curry's been doing this whole series. So I don't think he's in that superstar conversation, but this was his chance to get there. No, I agree. completely agree with you. Um, I think, you know, like Cam said, he, he's a, he's a, he's an all-star. He was, he was, a, he was voted an all-star. Um, I would say he's a very good basketball player. I think that right now uh, as a fan, it's, interesting to see the emergence of Jalen Brown, what's going to happen, you know, who's going to be that guy uh, going forward. Who's going to be the guy that the the, the Celtics trust, because eventually you're going to have to look at it as, I mean, is Tatum going to want to stick around for, for as long as he's, as he's saying he will, Uh, is Jalen Brown going to want to stick around for as long as he's saying he will. And obviously money is an incentive. So between those two players, you're going to have to decide who's going to give your team a better future. Obviously, you know, you have, Al Horford, who's a very essential piece to our team, leaving in the next two years. So I guess you kind of count him out in towards that. But looking past this NBA Finals, you know, what do the Celtics kind of have to to take away? If, if this ends up being a loss, if this ends up being a Finals loss, what do the Celtics take away from this? They take away the fact that Jalen Brown performed like a super – I mean, he's showed it that he can be a superstar. I think before yes. – throughout this entirety – the entirety of this playoffs, he's been a great player, but I – 
I think he's shown flashes of that potential. And now I think at the biggest stage, he's showing it. He's showing that he can perform. He's showing that he can score against the best players and he can defend the best players. So, I, I mean, if I was a guy in the front office, I'd look at, you know, how, how Tatum's get, how Tatum is reacting to defense being played by him. I feel like Tatum is really just kind of crumbling under the pressure of Draymond Green, which is interesting. You know, Jalen Brown is taking that pressure from Draymond Green and going right at him and, you know, getting, drawing that contact, getting those free throws, getting those and ones. I mean, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like Jalen Brown has way more balls than Jason Tatum does, you know, yeah. out on the court. Like it's just, and, uh, you know, they're obviously not that far apart in age, um, you know, but as a takeaway for the, or as or my takeaway uh, would be, you know, Jalen Brown has definitely outperformed Jason Tatum. And I think that right now, uh, Jalen Brown is that guy for the Celtics. I think Jalen yeah. Brown's going to be that guy for the Celtics going forward for the next, for the next three games. Um, but Something just, you mentioned that, that I want to touch upon is, is like you said, Jalen Brown looks like he's actually attacking Draymond Green and other defenders that uh, seem to be challenging him. Jason Tatum, he has a couple moments in a game where he'll drive super hard to the lane and you can tell he's like, I'm getting this layup. But that's probably like one out of every five times he takes it to the hole. The other four times he's he's going, he's short, he's T-Rex arming it, looking for a foul. He's like looking at the refs after like putting his hands up. And I'm like, I get it. Like you want the superstar calls and it's frustrating when you don't. But within the first two, three minutes of a game, you can kind of gauge what calls you're going to get and what calls you're not going to get. And from there, you just have to adjust. And you just ha- you can't be playing soft. You can't be looking at the ref every time you drive and miss a layup. But that's the other thing too. It's like, Tatum isn't even shooting horribly from like the three. It's Three's good. You look at his stats. It's like yeah. it's, he's driving to the lane. He's missing layups. It's not like he's just having a tough shooting series, you know. But I think that does have something to do with he's not as aggressive as I'd like him to be taking to the hole. Uh, and the other thing is is just his turnovers. Like he he turns the ball over. I've seen a stat where he's like four turnovers away from the most turnovers ever in a playoff run which is honestly, like, unacceptable in my opinion. I mean, I think he's a great passer, but it's not like his turnovers are coming from, oh, I'm going to try to thread the needle with this pass or I'm going to try to, like, make a play. It's it's mostly just, like, turnovers where I'm like, I feel like that could have been avoided. So Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to bring this uh, other thing up. I was looking at it. I was scrolling through Instagram last night, and it said uh, Jason Tatum has beaten – borderline four Hall of Famers on his way to the finals. I wouldn't say specifically just Jason Tatum, but I would say, you know, the entirety of the Boston Southern. But we saw how he performed against Brooklyn. He took over. He basically, he, he showed that, you know, guys like KD are on the outs and he's coming up. You know, he's not, they're not the guys anymore. He's the guy, you know. And um, I, 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 you know, we always, we, we, we sing our doubts on Jason Tatum because, you know, he's a, guy that we expect to be, you know, the superstar. And he, I mean, you know, he's kind of proven that he's not necessarily that superstar yet. Um, He's a good, he's a star. He's a star basketball player, but, you know, uh, I I would still think with the takeaways from, you know, the first series against Brooklyn, uh, the second series against Milwaukee and against Miami, you know, he, he beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie. He beat Drew Holiday and Giannis. He beat, you know, Jimmy Butler. I wouldn't say really the other key players performed well, but beat Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Those, that's that's an insane path to the to, to the finals. Because I mean, as a as NBA or as Celtics fans, or at least for me, I you know every every series was kind of 
before it started was kind of a toss up, you know, predicting it. They were all, you know, KD and Kyrie, there's no way they're going to let the Boston Celtics sweep them. No way. KD's going to let that happen. Like it still happened. You know, everyone thought that Giannis was going to give the Celtics that second round exit. It almost did, but we, you know, with the play, I mean, I guess you can kind of credit a lot of that to Grant Williams at this 28 in game seven, but um, the play of, I mean, I would say the play of our stars, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown really elevated us over Giannis. And I mean, the games where Giannis had a had, had, terrible or efficiency Tatum shine you know those are the games where I figured you know I it's hard for me to kind of just I wouldn't say sit here and slander Jason Tatum but obviously doubt him and he's shown a lot of of good stuff he's shown you know the world that he can he can score he's a he's a good player yeah and I don't want to doubt him I mean he's first yeah no yeah yeah I wouldn't say yeah we're not there's no need to doubt him consistency you can't take away the impressive playoff run that he's had just based off of a couple, you know, iffy finals games. Like, yeah, they have been, it is the final. So it is the most important series, but like you said, the run to the finals has been, has been pretty impressive for Jason Tatum and the Celtics uh, as a whole. Yeah. So, Extremely. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I mean, who knows if he's a hundred percent too, because I mean, he keeps yeah, grabbing sure. that shoulder and yeah. he may just be playing it off a little bit. I don't think a shoulder injury, Especially, well, I don't know. Either shoulder would be a big impact, but his shooting shoulder, yeah. who knows if he's actually at 100%. And, I mean, he's still able to shoot the threes at a high clip, but something about those those layups that he usually hits, they're, they're, not, they're not going in as often as they normally do. So maybe that's attributed to that. But sure, um, yeah. I don't want to give a complete excuse for him, but that could possibly be a little bit of a factor as to why he's playing the way he is. Yeah, and you're seeing, like, in, in the finals at this point, like, everyone's banged up, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's why I wanted to talk about, like, do we think do we think Curry's 100%? Because everyone's kind of talking about that. Obviously, after the game four that he had, it's it would be strange to think that he wasn't 100% because he just literally didn't miss and he looked he looked okay out there. But do you guys think he's 100% or is that ankle, like, ankle bothering him at all? I don't think he's 100, but I think he's yeah. definitely, like, 80, 90. Like, he's not – good enough to the yeah. point like he hasn't limped at all so i don't think it's that bad but he definitely tweaked a little I th- bit I th- yeah i think at this no, point for them i think at this point they're gonna i don't think they're gonna say if it hurts they're gonna play until it's in my opinion i think marcus Smart will play until it's broken um, yeah it's 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 too i mean there's 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 only so many games left there's to what they've been you know sacrificing their bodies for up, up till this point um mm-hmm. So I, I just it's it's um especially with Jason Tatum it's I, I would agree it's really affecting his play uh, his shooting especially um you know Marcus Smart like you guys said I haven't seen it as much um, this series as I did or as we saw in Miami because uh, that was obviously when or did he did he roll his ankle in Miami or was that against Milwaukee was it uh, I forget it could have been Milwaukee. was it again was it I think it was a loose ball against Drew Holiday I think, I think so, it was yeah. right. Yeah, it was a loose ball. Yeah, this game, uh, it's going to be very interesting. That's 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 how I'm going to describe it. I'm not going to. I don't. I don't want to. Like, I want to be cocky and say that the Celtics are going to come out and smack Steph Curry in the mouth. And I honestly don't necessarily think that will happen. Uh, but uh, just, mm-hmm. I'm afraid to be honest of what Steph Curry's going to do. Yeah. One thing uh, that I but, that I noticed is 
they almost not to take away from how good Curry is playing, because even if you focused on him and try to completely stop him, I still think it'd be a struggle. But I almost noticed that they're almost giving Curry, like everyone, all the Celtics fans are watching, saying, oh, why aren't they pressing up on screens or why aren't they doubling him off screens? And they're kind of like playing drop coverage and letting him get his threes off. But that's, I think it's, I think that's purposeful from the Celtics. I think they're saying, all right, we're going to let Steph Curry beat us. He's going to have his, I mean, he's had 30 almost every game this series. He's averaging what, probably like 34, 35 points. Um, But what they usually do is if you watch like old Golden State tape is they would do the screens and then most of the time they would double or press up on Curry and he would drop it off to Draymond in the middle. And now Draymond gets to make a play. He has the whole middle of the floor to to operate. He can either go in and drive, which probably wouldn't do because he's not that great anymore. But I mean, he is still a great passer. So I think what they're doing is they're not allowing Draymond to get to the middle to make plays or other players to get into the middle to make plays to then dish it off for Clay for open threes. They're saying we're going to let Curry come off screens and hit threes because like Clay hasn't really gotten any wide open jumpers like usual. Like most of his stuff is contested. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys notice that, but that's what I feel like the Celtics are doing. They're purposefully letting Curry beat them by taking away every other option for the for the Warriors. I mean, it's also like, you know, there's also a risk factor of Steph Curry has a very high percentage of hitting that shot. So if you get up really close to him, he has the ability of selling that contact and, you know, falling to the ground and drawing that drawing that extra free throw, which obviously you don't want a four-point play to happen. You'd rather have just, just a regular old three ball. But also, you know, back to what you were saying with Draymond Green, uh, I think they want Draymond Green to make those decisions because he can't – he's not a good – I don't think he's a good offensive player, and I think it shows <laughs> uh, every single game how terrible of an offensive player he just he whenever he gets the ball in, in a spot where I think he would you know take a jumper or at least tag the basket he gives it up every time immediately he doesn't want even want to have the ball in his hands it's kind of and obviously you know there's times where he, you know you have to take a shot as an NBA player but I feel like Draymond is a scared to shoot and I don't think he can really shoot that well anymore I don't think he has that that touch anymore. Um, and I think like you said, Cam, you know, we're going to give the Curry those shots and everything, but we want Draymond to make those decisions and fuck up and then, you know, turn the ball over, take a terrible shot or, or put the, put the Warriors in a terrible position offensively. Cause yeah, it seems to me that he does that quite often with his passes. Uh, it just seems like he clogs up the lane and does just interesting stuff. In my opinion, but what do you guys I mean, think about that? Even Draymond's wife tweeting about how shitty he's playing. So, like, <laughs> I agree. We kind of got to make him make those decisions. Gio, what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I mean, he's never been a shooter. He was a shooter at one point during that, uh, I think, that game seven or, like, during that series when he was actually playing well and oh, yeah. hitting threes. But that's that's way too far in the past. That's not now. He's, he's a different player now. But he is – I will hang his hat. He is a good playmaker. And he knows the team so well that he's able to find those open guys. So the way that I agree with Cam, what you were saying with how they're playing Steph. And I think this is a way to contain the Warriors and know who's going to beat you and then just not allow anybody else. And it's very radical. I don't, I, this hasn't really been done many times before, but it's gotten us to a point where it's two, two and, who knows if Curry all of a sudden gets into a little shooting slump and nobody else on the Warriors ha- hangs their hat on a good game so far. People have had like good quarters, like Poole's had a good quarter, a good half. 
and Clay's had a good quarter, a good half, but they haven't had good games all the way through. So their confidence, I don't think, is at an all-time high right now. And with Curry maybe having a bad game, who knows? This strategy could work out well, but it is going to the Chase Center in San Francisco where they're going to have their fans behind them. So I'm not sure as to how this Game 5 is going to go, but I just know, like I heard from Yudoka, they're not going to change the way that they're playing Steph. They're going to stick with this drop coverage yep. and letting Steph shoot his shots, but hopefully he'll, uh, I guess, have an off day, but that is also asking the best shooter of all time to have an off day, so we'll see. We'll see Pretty what risky. happens. Yeah, that is yeah. risky. Yeah. Very but, risky. I mean, throughout the season, like, didn't Curry did have a stretch where he didn't shoot like he normally did. Throughout yeah. the playoffs, yeah. yeah, not that he played bad in the playoffs, I think he's been playing great in the playoffs, but nothing compared to these these final shooting that he has yeah. been doing so like it's like you said best shooter on the planet best shooter ever it's it's hard to say to yourself all right he's gonna eventually play bad because he could very well go out all seven games if he goes to seven and just play out of his mind every time but like you said if there's that one game where he's struggling and he can't really seem to get one to fall like the Celtics will I think easily get a win because like I don't think anybody else on the team for the Warriors can really get it done for them. Like Gio mentioned, Jordan Poole has like five possessions in a row where he plays good, but I mean, I feel like that's about it. Yeah. Do we want to do like predictions for game five? Like who we think is going to win? Sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that for sure. Th, you want to I get mean, started? Do you, guys with your do, do you guys want to do exact scores or who? Yeah, we, who can, do you think be? we can, we can mix it up and do an the, exact score. Yeah. Exact scores, and I'd say I, I, I was going to say, can you pick a performer that you think that will shine? You know, somebody. That, I mean, obviously, I would say we can rule out Steph Curry as somebody that sure, is going to shine because we know he's going to shine. But I yeah. think there's other players in the Warriors that have the opportunity to, you know, like like last game, Clay kind of I wouldn't say took over, but really helped the Warriors elevate past past us at home. So um, yeah, but for my game five prediction, I feel like. It's tough to say it. I'm not gonna lie, it's really tough to say it, but I feel like the Warriors are gonna take this one home. Uh I don't I, I just with the momentum from last game and the, the they're coming back to the Oracle. Uh, or is it, it's still the Oracle game, right? Is it Chase Center? It doesn't really matter. It's it's still doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. It's still not a home game. It's a crazy arena. It's still a crazy hostile environment. So well, I wouldn't say hostile, but it's very loud. Oh, it's not very, like the it's, seas. It's, 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 it's yeah. Not like the Celtics, um, but, uh, you know, I, exact score. Uh, I, w- I want to say the, the Warriors would probably score some, somewhere in the range of the 115s, 116, and we'll probably end up scoring like 110, 105. I just – it's tough to say it, but I don't know. I just uh, – <laughs> I don't see Steph Curry having a bad shooting shooting night. Uh, I, I see him taking over. Uh, and that's something that I don't really want to admit, but it's Steph Curry. It's Game Five. He's been here before. He does. He's he he does this. This he's, he he literally does this. Steph Curry does this all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's going to be it's definitely going to be scary. But uh, you know, I think that uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum hopefully will elevate themselves over over what they've been playing like the past four games and just take over like Steph Curry does and do, do something even better. Let's hope, but 
Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think, Tim? Or yeah, what, what do you guys think that you? It's always it's always tough team. going to uh you know predicting against your favorite team, obviously. Yeah. Although I honestly like the Celtics have not lost two games in a row, and I like as much as it's like okay, it's the Warriors, it's a really good team. Like I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Celtics go into the Chase Center and win another one. Um. And but the same goes for the Warriors. I don't think they've lost two in a row either in the playoffs. So I'm gonna say I think the Celtics are gonna win. I'm gonna take the risk, and I'm also gonna hit it with a hot take on the pod. I think we get the Grant Williams game in Game Five. Something tells me that we're gonna have a Grant Williams game for some reason. And I'm not saying he's gonna have a you know Milwaukee Bucks Game Seven, twenty six points or whatever. But I can see him going out there getting a solid ten points, maybe causing Draymond to get a technical. You know, playing some good defense. But as far as a final score goes, I mean, it'll definitely be close. I think I'm going to say Celtics 111, Warriors 106. That's my prediction. Okay, that is pretty close. Compared to compared to other series is gone, that's – Yeah. Yeah. It's always um, been one. I wouldn't say that say one-sided, but it's always been – at the end, it's always one, one team pulling ahead. True, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, for my game five prediction, I'm uh, a bit on the edge. I I like what Cam was saying with we haven't lost twice in a row. And this team has been a little bit inconsistent, as you saw in the Heat series and the Bucks, where you thought, oh, we had this one and then we we fumble. But one thing that we haven't fumbled is losing two games in a row. So I don't see a reason why that would stop. But the only hesitation that I have is the fact that Robert Williams is questionable. And if he's unable to play, his impact over the past two games in Boston has been pretty enormous. And to all of a sudden not have that uh, would definitely definitely play a factor into the Celtics' success. So I'm still going to ride with them. I'm still going to ride with the Celtics. Uh, My final score, I will say, is 110 to... 103 and yeah yeah so me and Gio have have similar predictions do you also think Grant Williams is going to have himself a game um so (laughs) Grant's had a pretty quiet series he's had a pretty quiet series I mean it all comes down to matchups and he's he doesn't need to stop Giannis or anything he doesn't have um a true purpose compared to some others like Smart has a clear role Derek White has a clear purpose in this series uh, more so than another series. Well, so yeah. if Grant can hit a three or two and uh, he's been good with like, I remember he hit one floater and I was like a baseline floater. I was like, Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. I like that. And that uh, big man touch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of that big man touch. Cause that's a difficult shot. I, I remember airballing many of those. So um <laughs> Those are always uh, cash, Geo. Don't, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> yeah, don't sell yourself short, man. So if we could get like 10 to 15 from Grant, I would say that's a great that's a great performance. And yeah. that would play a huge, a huge, huge factor and help out the Celtics. Yep. So we got our predictions in. Um, I would also like to quickly touch upon something real quick. We, we were talking about it before we started recording. MVP for the series. And it might be a little too early to say who we think is going to win it, who we think is not going to win it. Obviously. If the Warriors win the finals, no question it's Steph Curry. There's no question there. If the Celtics win the finals, who do we think is it going to, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown? Or do we see a scenario where even if the Celtics win, 
Steph Curry still somehow gets it. He pulls off a Jerry West type performance in the finals and still gets finals MVP. What is your guys' opinion on that? Um, you know, the Steph Curry, Jerry, I mean, that's, it could happen. That's the thing. It's, 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 it's interesting to say because Steph Curry can score at that clip. Um, but you know, like you said before we started, it's, it's, he was playing against Pilgrim. So yeah, uh, it's, 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 it was a little, it's, it's a little different now, obviously. Um, and, you know, there's been times in the past where there's been, you know, Steph Curry really performed crazy out of his mind that when they, when they lost three to one, you know, uh, or when they blew that three to one lead against the Cavs. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it'll be very interesting to see if that happens. I, I, I personally don't think it will, but yeah, I've, <laughs> it's, it's, it, there's a chance it happens. Uh, there always is with Steph Curry. He's, been a unanimous MVP, so uh, there's always a chance with crazy stuff with him. Uh, but for for the Celtics, uh, in my opinion, the MVP, I feel like a lot of us can agree on this. Jalen Brown. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna go off just this finals performance or these past these past four games in the finals, I would say without a doubt, Jalen Brown. Um, but obviously, I I do think they take the entirety of the playoffs into account when they go over the finals MVP or finals MVP. Um, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, if the Celtics do win this, I think Jason Tatum will win uh, just so over the sheer fact of, I think there were so many games throughout this time, throughout the entirety of this, where if we didn't have Jason Tatum, we would have been blown out of the water. Yeah. Um, if he was injured, if he, if he was just, if he wasn't a hundred percent or if he wasn't pushing through those injuries, we would have, I don't think we would have gotten, Anywhere, I don't think we would have touched Milwaukee. Um, and I think that Miami series would have gone a lot different, especially with Jimmy Butler. Um, but, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, Jason Tatum has really been, you know, shooting poorly these past four games. And if he really wants to win a final, if he wants to win a ring and potentially become the finals MVP, he needs to find a gear or just, you know, flip the switch or something, you know, or you come down to earth. Yeah, I, I just do something different. So, uh, what do you think, Gio? Um, so I'm definitely saying Jalen Brown, but that's not too yeah. much of a hot take. He's been a great, I mean, not a spark plug because he starts, but in the beginning of games, he's really set the tone for us. And also on the defensive end, he's been playing really well. And I think the only other person that could get it is Tatum, but he's going to have to have one or two superstar moments in order to overlook the beginning of the series and how poor he's been. So I think it's Jalen Brown's to lose uh, if the Celtics are able to win this title. But if Jason Tatum plays a key factor in the, uh, these final games, he could, um, he could steal it. I could say. I agree. I agree with that. So uh, we're excited to watch game five. That was fun uh, going over these games. And uh, we'll see you next time. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Celtics.